I'm Nick. I'm Drew. And I'm John. And you're listening to The Archive. Our ever-growing library of everything, one hour at a time. And we're back. There we go. Uh, it's been a while. Yes. And for me. For anyway, you, yeah. Um, but it feels like a, it's been a while for me, too. Yeah. Nick's not been here. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, like a whole new show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since it was summer. But hey, it, it is again. We used to do something on this show when summer started. Yeah. And we called it the Summer Series. We didn't have a we theme song for that. <laughs> uh, well, we don't do it anymore, so yeah. that's fine. <laughs> but uh, last week, Adam tasked us with uh, discussing summer in broad terms is what we eventually decided, mm-hmm. but we then refocused it. Yeah. And so we're one time only bringing back the summer series. And this is it. Just this episode. It's just yeah. this episode. An entire series consolidated into one episode that actually is really just about one topic. Where will we, t- we will be talking about summer music festivals. And lest you think we've done this topic before, and wrong. you might. Yeah, wrong. <laughs> but we did music festivals before. <laughs> this is summer music festivals. Right. Totally different. Very different. Mm-hmm. And Nick wasn't on that episode. I don't think I was. So, anyway, summer music festivals, let's talk about it. Do you guys like summer music festivals? Uh, I like them on occasion. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I guess I like the idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I haven't been to one in a long time. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I used to go to them pretty frequently for a period and then when I stopped I stopped hard yeah and have not had any desire to really uh, change that I guess well I uh, let me take that back there are a couple of festivals that uh, I have wanted to go to in recent years mm-hmm. but for whatever circumstances we're not able to but it's the um, and, and I think that period has passed like I wanted to go to Riot Fest in yeah, Chicago sure. really badly for a couple of years. Yeah. And now I, I'm not interested in going to Riot yeah. Fest anymore. Or what about Fest? Fest, yeah. It's just called Fest? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where is that? Uh, this year, let me look. It's a traveling one? I think so. I could be wrong, though. And you wanted to go to Riot Fest because they had good lineups? Yeah, for for a couple of years, um, maybe not right out of the gate, but shortly after Riot Fest launched, um, it seemed like they were pulling together these impossible lineups. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you I feel like maybe this is unique to me, but it I always think with a music festival, there are maybe you're lucky if there's like five yeah. um, performers that you want to see among the twenty. Like that's a a twenty five percent. Uh, score is is pretty good yeah um and i feel like riot fest it was more like 95 percent. like yeah. i would have been struggling to find time to take a break mm-hmm. because i just want to see everybody there 
And I guess part of part of why I'm not as interested in it anymore is because those lineups have increasingly gotten populated by um, bands that I'm not as into. Um, yeah, and I mean, and I guess the novelty kind of wore off. Like they did the impossible so many times that now there's really nothing impossible left to do. The impossible's played. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And once they played there, I was like, well. What are you going to do? Why yeah. bother going back? Uh, Fest happens in Gainesville, Florida, by the way. Okay. Um, and Fest, for me, has replaced Riot Fest in, in terms of a lineup of, like, band after band that I'm like, I want to see. This, this 90% of this show or festival is something I'm interested in. Yeah. Um, and that – so, like, I guess – Festival music festivals, it's interesting. Um, my experience with them is most is not really firsthand for the most part. I've been to a few. A lot of times, it's just me pining over <laughs> festivals <laughs> that I want to go to. Um, but usually, I'm interested in festivals that are pretty singular in their focus in terms of the, the kind of music that you can mm-hmm. that you'll experience there. Um, it's almost like a convention. Yeah, and yeah, not a festival. Do you guys or a conference or a conference? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you guys find that you gravitate more to a focused festival like that, or to a festival that is more general in nature of just we're going to bring in lots of acts, big names potentially, or or? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm kind of always casually on the lookout for like electronic music shows that have groups or artists that I'm into. Um, otherwise I'm just kind of looking at the bigger ones cause I don't gravitate to a specific genre. Like I have a lot of friends here who are into bluegrass and go to those kind of shows. Oh wow. And there are some, you know, fantastic shows in that genre that I just have no interest in, you know? Yeah. Um, and then all of the biggest ones like Coachella and Bonnaroo, um, have kind of, shifted in the past 10 years so that they're just the biggest bands, you know? Was was that not always the case with, like, Coachella or... Um, maybe, maybe Coachella was. Because I, I have very little um, experience. Like, I, I didn't necessarily follow those, you know, from yeah. their beginning, so... I'm, I'm not sure about the beginning of Coachella. I know Bonnery started off more of a hippie thing, mm-hmm. um, jam bands and stuff, and um, over the years... It's all the headliners are pop and, um, you know, it's, it's pop rap and then old rock bands that are coming back together right. for mm-hmm. just this one reunion. Kind of thing. Yeah. And I did go to one of those, <laughs> um, like, I don't know, seven or eight years ago or something. Um, and I think that's the only time that I've like slept on site. Mm. Oh, wow. Which is a whole different experience of a festival, you know? Yeah. Um, you have to really be committed to do that. Uh, speaking of finding places to go to the bathroom and such, uh, <laughs> it's just, you know, by the end of the first day, you feel disgusting and need a proper shower. Right. And yeah. it just gets worse from there. Um, so that might be behind me at this point in life, unless I want to, like, invest a ton of money and, um, you know, go with somebody with a camper or something like that. Yeah, you know, right. I, I don't think I could do that in a tent. I, I remember waking up at like six o'clock or seven o'clock, and it was already burning 
the sun was just Ugh. melting inside of the tent and you open it up just to get some air and Ugh. just starting the day that way on the second day. Yeah, that air can't be, I mean, you're in the middle of a... A field with a bunch of other dirty hippies. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> um, are you familiar with Electric Forest? I don't think so. Um, I learned about this. You know, I don't even know if this happens in summer. Let me check. I think it does. Before I bring it up. I actually just brought it. Okay, June. That counts. Yeah. Mm. It's the end of June. Um, I, like, uh, this person I follow on social media uh, went to Electric Forest. And it's it looks nightmarish to me. Yeah, yeah. But it's seemingly... Um, that's the wind. Oh my god, there's this terrifying noise happening around <laughs> us in the archive. Um, it's not even awesome spooky month. No, no, no wolves. wolves. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, you, you you go into a forest and they've like put up all these crazy lights. And, oh, this looks great. And lasers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I think you just get like blitzed out of your mind on yep. mushrooms and you watch electrical music <laughs> you know i could i could get into that nick mm-hmm. if it was the electric light parade from disneyland i mean Disney. it, cruising looking the at the forest. pictures it looks like it yeah but i bet they're not playing the song oh you need that song yeah yeah uh but it i saw this guy's videos from there and it was just like man this is nightmarish this, this what a hellscape <laughs> um, but also impressive um yeah to see that kind of, I, the logistics must be, um, yeah, I, that's something I just can't even fathom. Yeah. And here in St. Louis, we had a festival. For yes. A brief yeah. Period. Let's dig into Lou Fest. Can yeah. we? Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and John, I know has a special relationship with Lou Fest. I've never gone. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> but I think, uh, when we were still, when we were living in our old house, we could hear Lou Fest. Hmm. Ashley may correct me. It may have been something else, but did Outcast play Lufus in the recent? Some say late at night you can still hear Outcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think Outcast played think, maybe like the second year or have third you gone year. To Lufus? I haven't. No. Uh, Angie's been. She had fun. So Lou Fest is a is a festival, a music festival that happens here in St. Louis. Was a festival. Well, that happened is it here. is it dead? It's dead. It's yeah. dead okay. Yeah. Well, so it was. Um, and was it free? No, no. It was. It was. Uh, Somehow I thought it was fifty free. bucks a day or something. Yeah. Okay. I think I think it was it was closer to like seventy five or eighty dollars if you bought day of. Uh, they had this like Ponzi scheme going where like if you um, if you bought your tickets before the lineup before the announced. lineup was released, oh, you would yeah. get them at a discounted price. Uh, and then as which as more information was revealed, the price continued it, it, to tick it up. It really um, it really doesn't instill confidence, does it? Like if you're like before we tell you who's gonna be there, yeah. yeah. If you buy tickets. Well, it's, it's basing it for the consumer off of last year, your opinion. Yeah. That's what you would – all you yes. have to go on. And yeah. then I think for the, the people putting it together, you said before they announce it, maybe before they get the people. And once they get a certain amount of tickets sold, then they can be like, hey, Outcast, 
We yes. can afford you this time. Exactly. Oh, and that, that model is actually part of what ultimately did in okay. Bluefest. Well, before we get but, into what did yeah. them in, so, John, I know that you've gone to Bluefest <laughs> before. I've um, been to Bluefest twice. Yeah. Uh, I think I went the maybe the third year that they did it and the fourth. Okay. Or fourth, third and fifth. I don't know. Uh, and I, I, didn't, I didn't have any plans to go. Uh, this was totally a spontaneous decision. I, I didn't had, ask for this. I right? had, yeah. <laughs> so when when I say what is uh, I'm about to say, mm-hmm. understand that it's not like I I did it by choice. Well, okay, I am I am complicit in it in a certain degree, but so I, I did not have advanced tickets or anything. Yeah. But I was I was uh, hanging out with some people who were all going to Lufest, and they said, "Why don't you just come with us?" Because yeah. I didn't have any plans the rest of the day, and I said, "Okay, sure." Yeah, and um, I, 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 I had uh, horrific visions in my head of what Lufest yeah. was going to be uh, because, and and I think if you if you have no familiarity with Lufest, you need to understand that um, culturally, Lufest has kind of or had kind of a stranglehold on a certain subset of St. Louis existence, and I mean that it like. It is so high profile mm-hmm. that um, pretty much uh, every single person is talking about it in the days approaching Blue <laughs> yeah, yeah, Fest. Yeah. It's much like a hockey game. Yeah, it, it really is. It it for for what is just a music festival, it seems to it seemed to have a life of its own. I feel like it's, it's so St. Louis has this trait, let's say, St. Louisans, where if something like Lufest happens here, we're like, see? Yeah. We've got cool stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like this. This is our chance, guys. Yeah, yeah. This is our chance yeah. to prove it to everybody else. That- Outcast is yeah. coming. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it is this thing of like, uh, we're just as good as any other city. Yeah. And Chicago's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chicago, meanwhile, is like, you know, has 16 festivals going <laughs> yeah, on at the rotation. same time. Yeah. Uh, so, so that I think that explains all the like, you Bluefest. A lot of trepidation. Yeah. Going into it. But it for wasn't, you. it was, yeah, for me, it wasn't nearly as bad at the outset as I anticipated. Yeah. Like, I, I had visions of just like throngs of people waiting in lines constantly and like shitty music. Yeah. Um, they delivered on the shitty music part, but fortunately there weren't as many people there yeah. that day or for whatever reason, or it didn't seem like, you know, very crowded or whatever. And it's, it took place in a big open John's field like, on the good side. Nobody can. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember any of the bands you saw? Uh, yeah. So I, I think that first year I saw like the shaky graves, um, or no, the Alabama shakes maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> is Shaky Graves an actual Shaky band? Graves is a oh, band, okay. yeah. I wish I had seen Shaky Graves yeah. and not Alabama Shakes. You're like, there's um, somebody on my Shaky playlist. <laughs> Wait, no, I went no to, it Shakes the Clown. No, no, I went to Steak and Shake. Steak and Shake, that's right. It is totally great. different. But I loved it. No lines. Uh, I think, I can't remember who the headliner was that year, but it... Uh, I've in the in the I'll, I'll just run through ones that come to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Lauren Hill uh, oh. saw LCD Sound System. Those are great. Um, the Naked Giants or Bare Naked Ladies? No, it was 
some indie band oh. that was around for a minute. Um, naked Giants. Maybe it wasn't Naked Giants. Maybe it was like Wait, Naked Children. I there can't was a remember. naked group at, no, at the nude party. Was, uh, no, okay, this was were, definitely naked something, okay. I think. Um, <laughs> whoever did that song, um, I don't care, I oh. love it. Yeah, I know that song. That, yeah, that band, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and, and a bunch of other shitty bands. Yeah. And very few uh, uh, local bands. Were the Killers there? No. Were Wilco there? No. Uh, maybe Wilco was there. The National? Yeah, okay. I think the National was there. Those were all there. That's with uh, Alabama Shakes. Okay. Yeah, in 2013. Okay, that tracks. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, I gave it, I feel like I gave it a good try, you know. From, I went to see a, the Naked Giants. From a Zedeke standpoint, you went above and beyond. I, I attended. I attended. I went to the vendors. I bought yeah. sunglasses. You attended. You vended. I, and then the thing ended. I got like <laughs> I got a little um, a water bottle full of wine that I got oh. to carry around, and so I felt pretty good, yeah. you know, from that. Um, I don't remember what actually set me off, but I think I was just like <laughs> I, I was the just wine. done with it. I'd been there like a half hour, and I yeah. was like, you know, I'm ready to go. And <laughs> so, because it was yeah. 2013, yeah. Uh, I took to Twitter. I just and. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I love that that you essentially just reached your you know capacity for tolerance uh, of this place in the moment that that you hit that threshold you're angry that you're not gone yet exactly I could have just left yeah, right yeah. like I, I I there was nothing keeping me there it's almost like you what you wanted out of Blue Fest was a sort of um, unconscious trajectory for you to like, by the time you're sick of being there, you've actually, I've already gone. Yeah. Yeah, Like I left before I got to that point. Yeah. Yeah. Or I just kept wandering and eventually I accidentally wandered out of the property. And I was like, actually I'm, I'm good. I'm glad I'm gone. Yeah. So I, I, I took to Twitter and I, I think I, I mean, I was drunk, so I, uh, I chalk up a little bit to that, but I, I think I just said something like, what the hell, Lufest? Yeah. And I didn't tag Lufest or anything. I just... You just said it. This was yeah. more for my own yeah. edification and any of my uh, social cohort, cohorts. Um, and within like 20 minutes or so, I get a response from the official Lufest mm. account who says, what's up, John? <laughs> and then... And, and then, then they say, you up? <laughs> <laughs> And then another another friend who I guess was following both accounts then responded, "Yeah, what's up, John?" to me, <laughs> which was pretty great. But at that moment, that then it was over. Like if there was ever any chance of salvaging this yeah. experience, the moment they actually like reached out to me, it was done. That was the end of Lufest for me. Yeah, there was what? no way they could recover from that. What is it you do for a living? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Um, and well, and but that's sort of part of I why I felt the, what the issue was. Like, if I had directly invoked to them, if I had like right. reached out yeah. to them directly, them. Yes, <laughs> then I think that the response is warranted. But to intrude on my own sure um, experience, yeah. yeah. And I realized they were probably just looking out and trying to like improve there was some my experience. Guy that was just yeah, like, yeah. Searching yeah. This is beyond, my job for the weekend. Beyond I have the to... hashtags, and he found somebody who was beyond just beyond the hashtags. 
starring. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he found you and he tried to reach out. He tried to connect to another human being. And you were like, that's the straw that broke me. That was it. The human who tried to see me as a human. That's what makes me hate this thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Made, <laughs> and I stand by it. I stand by it. That man made, or woman made the classic mistake. Uh, were of you trying to engage John? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on some kind of discussion. Were you thinking of the local natives? Local natives. Yeah. 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 All right. Naked Naked giants. <laughs> Naked giants. <laughs> Local native naked giants. I mean, I looked at like 20 names and I figured it out. So that is impressive. Yeah. Who uh, Can you read some of the bands that were there the year that LCD Sound System was there? Uh, I'll, I'll have to look it up. Because I, I, I remember say... that was a miserable experience for a whole different reason. Because it had rained um, for a couple of days leading into the festival. And so the entire field was just covered in mud. Um, and... Uh, so like I, I remember like watching standing there in the mud watching LCD sound system and like you know I've been on my feet all day and everything and so I'm just like occasionally like trying to like lean one way or lean another and every time it's just like oh, and gross. everybody is sliding around and sliding into me and but like, isn't this that's you know uh, one of the great things that can happen at a festival is it'll rain everybody yeah has that shared moment and of like get to be the being people. in absolute misery. Yeah, oh, but misery yeah. together. The yeah, the <laughs> from Woodstock. Yeah, <laughs> that was then. So what I love about the mud people at Woodstock, right? Which I guess it rained or whatever. Which the is hell. now a new race that lives under the ice. <laughs> <laughs> but they like it was. It was. I don't know. What it was called mud people, but these people like got. They covered themselves in mud. No, they they all got together and they put one person in charge to speak for them. Yeah, we love our bands. Talk more muddy like. <laughs> yeah, I'm the leader because I have the muddiest voice. We want muddier bands at Woodstock. <laughs> no, like uh, the muddy blues. Yeah, yeah. The muddy blues. That's a funny joke, right? And pink blood. Bloods make mud. Where are you going? My people. Uh, Okay, so the mud people, like, it was just a bunch of dudes and ladies who got all muddy and, like, slipped and slid around, right? It was a lot of fun. So. If there's anything that can truly this was was this at the original Woodstock? That's or was the original this? Woodstock, okay? Because right? it happened Am again right? at Woodstock. Well, that's exactly ninety four or whatever say. it was. Yeah, the, what exemplifies? 99. Oh, ninety nine. Yeah, exemplifies yeah. the crassness. Yeah, because Limp Biscuit was there. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Well, even more so than Limp Biscuit, what exemplifies the crassness of Woodstock ninety nine and this idea of like we're gonna do Woodstock again. And they're like, we got the mud people again. <laughs> <laughs> it happened again, organically. Yes. It's organically. just like the first one. <laughs> they they probably use those satellites that the Russians use to make it rain. You know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Lou Fest. Uh, did you want to describe your second, ex- the the more horrific experience? Right? Oh, just or the raining, the muddy, the raining. yeah. So yeah. physically. Uh, and and the music was I was just a lot less into it at that point. Physical. 
<laughs> yeah, like I, I really like LCD sound system and I was kind of looking forward to that and it was just, it felt very lackluster to yeah. me. Um, and, and that's part of my issue with festivals in general is that it's very hard to have an intimate experience mm-hmm. when you're surrounded by 50,000 people yeah, and I, you're yeah. miles away from the stage. Even if you're right in front of the stage, you're still 80 feet from it because they've got barricades and all kinds of shit. Yeah. So it's just, it's just not how I like to see live music, you know? I think like all things in life, uh, if, you, if your expectations are not appropriate to the scenario, it's really going to affect your enjoyment of it and and you know for festivals like you really shouldn't expect to no expect just don't expect to like get a musical experience that is intimate it's i think it's more of a communal enjoyment that you're supposed to get out of that right yeah that's the thing when i go to concerts i usually go concerts oh yeah well just to give this some context Mm. Concert, concert text, <laughs> some concert text, concerts uh, on your phone, concert text. You know, I I am much more likely to go to a smaller venue um, yeah. to see a band, and when bands move up to the pageant, sure, um, it's not any like oh I don't like them they're popular I still love them but it's just I, I get less out of it. less appealing it's yeah. less intimate like you're talking yeah. about. Um, but then there's like some sort of threshold. The, the pageant for non-St. Louis listeners, Mike. Uh, <laughs> the pageant being a mid-sized venue yeah. here in St. Louis. And you're right; it, it is only mid-sized. Yeah. Like, but compared to if you're going to smaller shows, yeah, it certainly would. It's be probably like a two thousand twenty-five hundred. That's on cap. Good. Yeah. Um, and then we've got. The Peabody, which is a little bit larger than that and classier and has seats. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have, um, what's Scott Trade called now? Oh, uh, the Enterprise Center. Enterprise. Yeah. Is it? And <laughs> Enterprise. Blue Fest Engage. <laughs> Make a show. Music. <laughs> um, but I, I basically completely avoid there. I, I got tickets to. Imagine. No, the uh, oh, uh, Enterprise. Enterprise. Enterprise Center. Yeah. <laughs> I got tickets to something. We went to something that I got like $20 tickets for, and we showed up and stayed for like two songs and left. Yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, this is going away from festival talk, but I think the, that venue is appropriate for certain, again, certain experiences or certain bands. Mm-hmm. But Yeah. Um, it's like the biggest bands that have huge yeah, stage yeah. shows and stuff. And right. like... You know, if I, I would love to see Beyonce and that's the only place that yeah. you can see her, but I don't know if I want to pay $125 for a ticket. I've seen Beyonce. Yeah. yeah. Did you see her there? I did. Yeah. Um, Ashley and I, wait, did I, or did just Ashley? <laughs> <laughs> Why do she I think I described it so well. <laughs> wait, no, did I? I think I did. Um... <laughs> Memory is a fickle thing. We got, I feel like we got... Yes, 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 I did. We went and saw Beyonce, and our tickets, we were literally the back, back row, mm-hmm. highest up you can get. I mean, mm-hmm. tickets were exorbitant, so I think we got the ones we could afford. Yeah. And it was... Disregarding the, the music experience, it was terrifying because 
Like there was like this tiny, like maybe two inch long strip of walking space <laughs> for you to get to your seat. And you're like your whole, you know, upper torso is like pitched over trying to walk past and you're like looking down into this abyss of people. <laughs> and then anyway, we, we got there. It's, and it's then, like when you see a cliff wall and there's yeah, goats yeah. on yeah. the top yeah, of it. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, how did they even get up there? And that's, and they're the like, that's your seat. Talking to me. Yeah. How'd they get up there? <laughs> did you say ghost? Ghost. <laughs> okay. Just <laughs> making sure we're on the same page. Uh, but we saw Beyonce and, and that was not, I think even Ash would say, not really the, experience we were hoping for yeah um anyway this is not festival talk yeah yeah my bad we're in the summer series what what i was kind of trying to say is that the the stadium atmosphere Mm -hmm. is that kind of experience where it's it well sorry it can be yeah but there's a lot of just like you're at the seat way out there kind of thing and with a great you know stage show Mm -hmm. that they might give you that experience you're looking for but i feel like um the festival is the better version of that uh especially when they have multiple stages Mm -hmm. where you know there can be hundred thousand plus people there but they're there the people who are there are there for that band at that minute you know um and and yeah the the being outdoors part is kind of nice to add to the community vibe of it and one thing that i like about electronic shows is that they the dj or the band is usually um takes a backseat to the music and right being mm-hmm. front and center isn't that as important sense. so everybody is kind of not necessarily even facing them mm-hmm. they're moving around more where sometimes when you go to a concert it's just like if you didn't show up there three hours early then right. you're just staring at people's backs yeah and, yeah. yeah um uh so when we were in London recently, did I mention I went to London? Oh, did you? Blimey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we went to... Did you use the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> I did. The loo. The loo. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, but we, <laughs> we went to uh, All Points East, which uh, was a festival. Is a festival. It's No, it's not. Oh, we didn't say why Loo Fest is no more, but... Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I alluded to it. There was some some shady activity behind the scenes, and um, it it came crashing down because... It really came crashing down. It did, in in a spectacular way. So, in a way, like, I I kind of feel like the the trajectory of Loofest was a beautiful arc. Yeah. Um, Arch. Arch, yeah. (laughs) 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 As we mentioned, like, there was a lot of um, uh, speculative operating yeah. going on behind Lufest where um, they would try to draw in as much revenue early before they actually committed to hiring anybody. Yeah. Um, and the problem came about because of some local vendors who had contracts that promised them a certain percentage up front and um, repeatedly the Lufest uh, organizers were failing to meet those commitments because they didn't have the money up front. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the proverb or whatever about borrowing from that dude to pay that other dude? That's yeah, it. that's it. Okay. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, eventually uh, a lot of these contractors started to um, announce that they weren't going to participate. And this happens like a week, a month before. I think yeah, the first one like, made it. 
like about a month before yeah. said like we might not be there because they haven't paid us what they owe yeah. us and we're not sure they're going to ever pay us yeah and it really started hitting the fan like a week before it like, yeah it, and, and, it and all of, came tumbling down within days of the start of the show in the lead up the what weren't they constantly reassuring like Lou fest is happening yeah 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 and the the really shitty thing about this um is that you know the the musicians that they ended up getting they were all paid right like it, it was not a full roster i don't even think when yeah. they finally announced who was going to be there um i think you know either the the people who had cleared schedules like they got paid um but all of these local uh food vendors and and uh breweries and distilleries um were partners in Lufest um which is great you know they 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 sourced all of the vendors from mm-hmm. locally which is awesome but all those people sourced um they they stopped up on yeah, food and for, for thousands yeah. of people and then no festival happens yeah. and now they have all this product that they can't sell because there's no outlet for it um and so it ended but up silver lining, like everybody got on social media yeah. and started. Yeah. The, oh, the, the response to that was fantastic. Supported. Yeah. Essentially we had Lufest yeah. without Lufest. People in the yeah, city. The people in the city. Sorry, yeah. yeah. And um, everybody just like went to every single barbecue joint and just yeah. ate as much meat as possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do here. Yeah. It was, it was really beautiful and like kind of gratifying to see it sort roll of, out the way that it did. And I know that it wasn't done because of this, but it's sort of a, a wonderful kind of middle finger to, you know, Lou Fest's yeah. sort of the way they treated those vendors yeah. was to be like, well, then we're going to go and spend our money or, you know, yeah. and support these people that you pull the rug out of, out from under, of, from under <laughs> them, you jerks. <laughs> And didn't Lufest start blaming everyone? Oh, they totally also? did. In fact, I think they they sued uh, the the sound company yeah. um, for defamation wow. and alleging that that was what yeah. caused the thing to fall apart. But so Lufest is no more. Yeah, yeah. but oh, go ahead. Well, okay, I don't have my facts straight on this, but the way I understood it, there was a guy and a plan uh, <laughs> who started Lufest, mm-hmm. and he had another smaller festival that he had started before that and he got it up and running ran it for like three years and then sold it to somebody else yeah and so it was during that period Mm. maybe they did it a year maybe not i'm not sure uh before that prior to it falling apart but um whoever did that is good at his job yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and whoever it got handed off to Mm. wasn't able to Hold on Seal that. the deal. Yeah. So, Lufest gone, all points east, not gone. No. But, uh, you know, after that and then Firefest, when I was going to buy my tickets for all points east, the first thing I did was see how long it had been going on, mm. uh, look at whether or not people actually, you know, were enjoying their experiences yeah. and stuff like that. Because, you know, mostly this was right after Firefest that I was buying this. Um, the tickets for it. Um, and yeah, I, to go back to the electronic music thing, this all, the whole trip started because um, I was turning 40 uh, and 
looking for something to do like a music festival and I started looking at all music festivals that were happening in March and specifically on my birthday and I found this thing that Nick Fest. Nick Fest, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I found this thing in California that was a um, stupid Alice in Wonderland themed Ugh. like drum and bass trance oh night. I knew of one DJ who was playing at it, <laughs> and I, I like literally knew of him. Yeah. Couldn't tell you if I liked him or not. Didn't right. know anybody else. Hundred names on it, and I was like, "Let's go do this." You know, I was yeah. just let's, let's <laughs> go and spend some time in California and go do this stupid thing. Yeah. So I was talking to my wife about that and casually, you know, planning for that. And then I saw this, um, lineup for all points East and it was like right after I woke up and looked at it and, you know, you were talking about seeing this lineup. That's like the 90% oh, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was mine, was you Nick know, Fest. I, it was Nick fest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cause I'll often see it's something I'm interested Not in. A- I'll, Vowel to be found. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the main <laughs> so true. Hey, it's <laughs> yeah. Um, the the main draw to me was Chemical Brothers, uh, oh. which are older than bands without older than vowels. Chemicals. Yes. Yeah. Um, do you know they used to be called the Dust Brothers? You told me this, yeah. yeah. And then the Dust Brothers it's like, hey, yeah. where are the Dust Brothers? I don't know. Oh, how about <laughs> um, Turn this dust to chemicals now. I'm the Mud King. But yeah, the first night was all kind of dancey groups. Um, the second night was rock groups, and the third night was like chill. And were they all like each each night? was the 90% like you're like I love all of these bands or, or it, I, I like all these bands anyway they had four stage well four main stages and uh, two smaller areas mm-hmm. so there was for the most part somebody that I would want to see for 60% of the day yeah like we didn't go at the very it started at noon we, we would go between like two and five or something um, uh, but yeah there was always somebody I wanted to see during that period. Did um, you ever have to make, you know, a difficult decision of like, oh man, two bands that mm-hmm. I love are playing at the same time. Only once actually. It was um, the lead singer Pulp, uh, listen, Jarvis Cocker. Listen to our Gorillas episode. Yes. <laughs> learn a little bit more about him. We yeah. kind of, we just dabbled. A little tangent on yeah. him. Yeah. Um, but Jarvis Cocker was playing and he overlapped there are three overlapped, uh, him, Courtney Barnett, who mm-hmm. I just started getting into. Do you like mm-hmm. her? Yeah, she's great. Um, and Johnny Marr from... Oh, wow. Um, the Smiths. The Smiths, thank you. And we left him out, which I later ended up seeing some recordings of his performance and kind of regret it. But it was that was the only point where it was just like, these are the two that I'm fans of. Yeah. And that would probably be a great show, but I'm just not that into the Smiths, even though I should be probably. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the I, I wanted to talk about the communal thing because, yeah. uh, you know, we, we saw smaller bands. There's one called Eve's Tumor that... <laughs> God. <laughs> oh my God. 
I mean, just on principle, you shouldn't. <laughs> and I don't have a bra. I mean, like, it's just that is a torture to me. <laughs> it is. What if we were Eve's tumor? <laughs> Ugh. It, it's it's Eve's. Eve's. What? You know, like ask Eve's. Yeah, that's what I said. No, no, no. It's like, it begins with a Y. Eve's. I think I don't know. It's it's. It's one we'll of the spell it different so that uh, people won't get it right away. We need more mud bands like Eve's tumor. <laughs> Eve's tumor is a mud band. Um, like the muddy blues. But you have some bands that are like throwing the mic towards the audience and they're like, sing with me. And there's like 10 hardcore people who are yeah. like, yeah. No, sing. No. <laughs> Why aren't you singing? Don't say yeah. Um, but we saw The Strokes. Ah. And if you thought Fish fans were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> what are Stroke fans like? Strokes fans. They were the biggest dude bros that doesn't I, surprise me. Yeah, yeah I, I shouldn't have that. been surprised. Didn't, uh, was uh, was Anthony from Queer uh, <laughs> <Quira> there? <laughs> was Shia LaBeouf's character from, uh, Transformers there? Yeah, because <laughs> he wears <laughs> the stroke shirt. Yeah, good memory. Thank you. Uh, were you at that Beyonce concert? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, everybody, like every single person, and they sold out that night. The entire, you know, nobody was at any of the other stages. It was mm. Everybody at the Strokes, and yeah. every single person sang every single lyric, mm-hmm. and every single guitar note. Oh wow! So three hundred thousand people they, going dunna 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 dunna. Oh really? My God. It was terrible, and they're all bouncing into each other and throwing beers and. Like it went past the beauty of everybody like singing yeah. along and swaying their hands and that kind of thing to just like just shut up, okay? <laughs> hey, I can't, I can't hear them. In fact, shut up. Our area was like every time a song would end, they would start chanting, "We can't hear you," <laughs> and they would chant it. So you found like a group. That's good. It, right? it was a big group, and and you know it was like back right area and. Um, but they couldn't hear us up front. Yeah. And so they just start over and wow. keep going. And, um, and at, at one point, uh, Julian Casablancas. <laughs> is the, that his name? That's his, his name. name. Uh, he, he was not very talkative through it, but mm-hmm. at one point he like comes up to the mic and he just kind of mutters. <sighs> I, I have some thoughts. What? But I'm just gonna keep them to myself. <laughs> and then he doesn't doesn't say you know he sings. I guess I can't hear oh him. My God. And then the oh second to last God. song, he just comes out slinging his microphone around, yeah, yeah. and everybody sings along, and he just slings it and walks around the stage like he's bored, and the, the song ends, and he gets the mic, and he goes, "Doesn't matter anyway. You guys know the lyrics better than I do." Anyway, this is last night, and they play the last song, and everybody blows up, and that was it. And yeah, he was just as annoyed as anybody else. Well, I think that's sort of his disposition in general. Probably, though, yeah, just being annoyed. What but was it? Um, I have a lot of thoughts. Is that what he said, "What was it?" I have thoughts. I, I have some thoughts. Yeah, 
And then, but I don't. I, I should keep them to myself. <laughs> yeah. That's a, the level of pretension is oppressive. Yeah. I, I mean, I felt that, but I also empathized with him too. Yeah. He's not wrong, but it's just a well, terrible situation. Well, I think he was, he was, you can't hear them. Like it, it was a giant oh. 200,000 person karaoke. Yeah. And he's it's not like, he's what? like, what is why bother no. listening? Why, why should I be here performing for you? If all you want to do is just sing these songs yourself. Yeah. yeah. And it might be why he, I like the strokes don't play that often together. Mm-hmm. He has another group called voids with a Z. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, some, some bands kind of, disintegrate like that so they can yeah. do smaller projects. I don't know. I, you know, like, that makes me bristle in that um, I get how, as a per, as an audience member, how annoying it would be to go see a band and then everyone sings so loudly you can't hear that band. Yeah. But for the band to be like, can you guys fucking knock it off? <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow, what? <laughs> These people, it's know, just a terrible scenario. As misguided all as their, you know, their enthusiasm is, are like fully enthralled with what you're doing. And it's possible I was affected by that. And if they had raised their energy, then it would have felt yeah. more communal. And, yeah, like, yeah, like what a piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, I never didn't have, didn't hold them in high esteem before, but. Why are you wearing that stroke shirt? I'm trying to be like Shia LaBeouf. He, he's a Transformers fan. <laughs> but, yeah, that's right. But the riot, okay, not the movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a much better experience. Um, uh, I, I, like I said, haven't gone to many, and the ones I have gone to are basically Warp Tour mm-hmm. uh, and Point Fest here in another St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, based festival um and point fest is probably the biggest before Blue Fest. Right? yeah yeah and that one was put on by 1057 the point local radio station um and it was kind of a catch-all generally alternative yeah uh bands and stuff like that sort of Lollapalooza light yeah yeah um and i think i went to that twice and uh i saw goldfinger there hmm Actually, I should. I saw Blink One Eighty Two there. This is pre Enema of the State. Were we there together? No, not together. Okay. I wonder if we were there. Yeah, I saw I, that show. Um, and I really knew nothing. I, I I actually did own Dude Ranch at this point, which is their second album, um, and it's the one that damn it, the one that uh, the first single that blew up for them. Uh, I, on a national level that had come out and I bought it for that one song and never listened to anything else. <laughs> that was how I did music back then. And, and so they were playing, I was like, Oh, I know that one song. And so I went to, to watch them and I can't really remember much of anything from that show. You just stayed for the one song. No, I did watch the whole thing. Amazingly. And I can't even remember the banter, which is a big thing for Blink-182 is there, you know, yeah. they make a bunch of stupid jokes through the whole set. Like, they talk as much as they play. Yeah. Um, and all I remember, interestingly, is, so what, Enema was not out, but it was coming out soon. And um, 
they played What's My Age Again, which had played on the radio by that point. And then they played uh, Aliens Exist. Oh, yeah. And then I think they... I didn't know they, that was a song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is really funny in hindsight. Do they believe in aliens? <laughs> Do they? <laughs> um, I think they then played it again. Huh. I might be conflating that with some other show. No, actually, I am conflating that with They Might Be Giants. Anyway, that it's just funny to me that I saw Blake before I was into Blake. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I can kind of, like, sort of have a little cred and be like, oh, I saw him before Enema came yeah, out. Yeah, before they got big. But I had no conception of what I was seeing. But anyway, so, so that was whatever it was. I saw Goldfinger also at Point Fest, and, and I was into Goldfinger at this point. And they didn't have a big crowd, and, and Point Fest happened at the then Riverport Amphitheater. And there was the main stage, which is the amphitheater itself, and then there are a few, or maybe that's just Warped Tour. They do side stages at Point Fest? They did, yeah, they had, I think they had two or maybe yeah. three. Warped Tour just did side stages. They didn't yeah. use the main yeah. amphitheater. Yeah. Um, so Goldfinger was on the main stage, but just not many people. And, and I think you still had to buy tickets for seats. With Point Fest. You couldn't yeah. just, like, you... You could either get the lawn yeah. or you could get seats. Yeah. So, like, there's all these people out on the lawn for Goldfinger. And they did the classic rock band thing that I never experienced until this point. They're like, I want everyone who's out there on the lawn to come down here to the seats. Jump over the fences. And sure enough, like, everyone jumps up and, like, runs down the lawn and climbs over, and the, I've never experienced this. And the security guards are like, "We can't do anything because there's a bunch of them." <laughs> and everyone got to be right up at the very front, of the, including myself, right up to the front of the stage until they kicked you all out. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I got an intimate uh, version of a festival show with that's Goldberg, pretty great, um, and that was really cool. So that's my probably my best experience uh warp tour was a not was very unpleasant hmm. for me just like i i didn't i think it had already gotten to the point where there were not many bands hmm. uh that i was that into by that point i did see eminem there though of all things were you a fan i mean as much as you know i liked yeah was it a good singles. show um, I sort of watched it from up on a hill and kind of oh, didn't I hate pay attention. Shows from hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, Give my, me a valley. It's okay. Day. It was a Cypress Hill. <laughs> uh, oh, they can't blink. Um, I, I I say that because I wasn't really facing the show. Mm-hmm. I happened to be in its proximity. Yeah, and so I was just kind of like every once in a while glancing down at it. You're like, I'm too cool for this. And he had like <laughs> look over there. <laughs> and he had like a inflatable like blunt character. That he would have on stage with him. Awesome. That is one. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that scenario. Nick's in that crowd. <laughs> and the thing just, inflates and it's awesome. <laughs> I was turned the other way. Yeah. And I'm like, Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> There's an inflatable blunt up there now. <laughs> I'm the mud king. Get out of here. Look at this blunt. <laughs> That is one of the saving graces of a festival, I think, or potentially can be like you, you get to observe 
music yeah, that you're yeah. not familiar that you with. Would never, <laughs> you might not, never experience. Yeah, pursue directly. Yeah, and, and there have been occasions where like people that I was either not aware of or only casually interested in, yeah, put on like a really great show, and that turned me into a much bigger fan. Yeah, via festival. I was gonna try to look up some, but I, I'm not going to do that right now. I, I for this one, I like totally did my homework and I created a playlist with just the top five songs from everybody who was going to be there. So I didn't discover them at the show, but I did find I don't know five or six that I had never heard of. That by the time we got there, that's cool. That is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for the 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 perfect experience, like um. I, I told you this already, but we had the best weather while we were on vacation, and it didn't rain at all. And then uh, right before Chemical Brothers played, it started pouring, <gasps> and we had actually bought VIP tickets. The only time I've <laughs> ever... Yes, yeah, so we started talking about that. I've never bought VIP tickets before, and I was just like, for this, I want to like see what that's like. Hmm. Um, wasn't worth it, but... i guess it varies from show to show on what you get from it but we didn't get it for the next two nights but um but they had another area that was just right off of the side of the main stage that you could go to that had covered tents couches bars and so we headed over there we got some drinks we talked to some locals it was like the only time we talked to locals the entire time Mm -hmm. and they uh made fun of Missouri and America, but it was okay because his wife was American and uh, other British people kept walking up to us and being like, don't listen to him. We're not all like that. But he was yeah. just, he was totally cool. He was just, yeah. you know, having, yeah. Um, taking the piss, taking the piss. Yeah. Um, but we hang out over there while they're setting up and stuff and it's just completely coming down. And I said to Angie, um, you know, like, Hey, maybe this, we were talking about, like, is this going to turn to shit and a giant mud pit like Woodstock 99? <laughs> the mud You know we hate mud people. Yeah. You said that? Or? I, I said that. Missouri mud. I was like, I wish they would stay underground where they belong and stop talking their You're mud. You're oppressing me. Stop talking your muddy talk. <laughs> that's rude. That's offensive. Uh, Only I can say that. But I was like, this could work out to our benefit and... Everybody out there, all those mud people, are all clamoring for shelter. We're safe in here. (laughs) (laughs) They're out there. So we leave like 15 minutes before they're supposed to come out. Yeah. Everybody's gone. We go right to the front. Oh, wow. And then 200,000 people come in behind us. Press you. Covered in mud. Yeah, a little little (laughs) bit of pressing. You've not escaped the mud people. And you're like, yeah, but we're close. They've covered all the equipment with tarps and stuff. They pull them off. The clouds part. The light comes down. Actually, it was nighttime. The moonlight comes down. The moonlight comes down. And it was dry the rest of the night, and we were like right in the front. Who was the band? Chemical Brothers. Chemical Brothers, sorry. Yeah. It would have been cool if, like, you had got up to the front, you know, and they've got the tarps all over it, and then, like, you're waiting, you're waiting, and you hear music, and you turn around, and they set up a different stage. And they're all the way over Oh, shit! They're like, it's nice over here. But nobody's allowed inside. Everybody, come, come over, over here! Yeah. <laughs> Do the Chemical Brothers yell like that? 
They did not do any yelling. Is there, is there two of them? There's two. Tom and Ed, chemical. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they go by. I don't know what their real oh, names man. are. I mean, I, I assume... How many Dust Brothers are there? <laughs> two? Okay. I always assume there's just two. Yeah. I heard something about them recently that they wrote, like, some song that was was completely not an electronic song. It was like mm-hmm. some song for the Olympics or something, yeah. and they are retired. You know, it's just like oh. they, they made their money and right. they're, they're mm-hmm. out. Um, if you could... We may have done this on the music festivals episode. I think I know where you're going, yeah. If you could design a festival, if you could... And maybe I'll just have Nick answer this, because mm-hmm. I think we did do this. Mm-hmm. But Nick, if you could, like orchestrate the perfect sort of festival experience for yourself number one it would be in a valley yeah <laughs> yeah uh it would god I, i've never thought about that before um okay since i have a, a background in uh rave culture <laughs> stop judging me um and because I, you know, I, I don't know how I feel about the whole, like, staying on site kind mm-hmm. of thing. I think it would be cool to have something, what I'm trying to say, that is just a 24-hour thing mm-hmm. for multiple days. Where you can't stay. I, as I'm saying this, I realize how problematic it is. <laughs> but but my, my intention was that you just can't stay for all of it. Unfortunately, people will try and die. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe this is a bad idea, but that's part yeah, of that's the part fun. of the draw. Yeah. This is how you yeah. go yeah. out. Yeah. And there's also a uh, dance stamina competition where mm-hmm. whoever dances the longest uh-huh. uh, with their hand on a car, <laughs> <laughs> hand on a hard body, <laughs> uh, they they win a. Um, Nissan. <laughs> um, there would be funnel cakes. Excellent. There yeah. would be food trucks. I had the best burger of my life at uh, All Points East. Hmm. So they would have... Would you have that That burger? Food truck? Patty and Buns, it's called. All right. Um, Patty and Buns is catering. Yes. Um... And uh, what am I supposed to like tell you the the bands that are playing or just maybe just a general idea of like is it one genre is it multiple? Uh, It it would be multiple, and there would be a large emphasis on the um, the sound and lights. You know, like I like seeing bands. Um, One of the best shows I've ever seen was U two during their Pop Mart tour. And that's not good, you two. <laughs> but way at the back of a giant stadium, it was incredible. Yeah. Because they had a 200-foot screen, right. and they had crazy good visuals and lights and production, and they would came out of a giant lemon, and, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that, that's something that I'm into that I think be a big part of it. it's just um performance art and um what's the word i'm looking for stagecraft um, stagecraft uh stage production yeah yeah, of, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. uh amon tobin look up some amon i'll send you a link he has 
that kind of stuff that is just incredible. Um, and uh, Trent Reznor, like, for several tours, just kept upping the ante until, like, I hadn't, I've still never seen him, but um, he did a tour that, when I read about it, it just sounded like the most amazing thing and uh, just wanted to go. I, I'm a fan of the music, but not a huge fan, you know? Um, and uh, was just like, okay, I need to see him. And then I read him being like, from now on, I'm just toning everything down, doing acoustic <laughs> sets kind of thing. And I was like, damn it. Just me and a cassette tape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, where would you put, where would you put this on? In a valley. Which valley? Monument? Cool. <laughs> cool valley <Yeah>. cool valley <laughs> um, you made me think of a festival I would like to design and it's a festival I'll call it um, uh, everything goes wrong fest or something like that <laughs> <laughs> and it, like yours it invo- every show involves a lot of like stagecraft and, and lights and but things invariably go wrong, uh, wrong with those so I'm thinking primarily of uh, one of my favorite uh, things that's ever happened in the world, which was uh, <laughs> Motley Crue's like farewell tour or something. Um, they had built a roller coaster oh, for no. Tommy Lee's <laughs> drums, and so what? like on the final song, he'd be on this little drum set, and the and it sort of coasts around the crowd. And I think it was the final show. It broke down. They like got stuck in the middle of it. You know what I'm talking about? I've heard about this. Yeah, I feel like you sent me the video, and he's like, he gets stuck, and like the song has to end, and he's like trying to, you know, he has to get off. He's stuck out there. Yeah, well, he can't yeah. get down. And he's like, that's it, everyone. Yeah. yeah. And so I want numerous things like that to happen, <laughs> where the, the energy is interrupted and the and the catharsis is halted and and you know it's just a one after the other but the name of it has to be everything is perfect or something. okay yeah, yeah that's good yeah, yeah see i was thinking you should call it the good. show must go on the show must go the on. fest oh, must go good. on that's good yeah. yeah yeah and so and it would all be massive acts it would be like you two but just show artists we know that are known for their big productions and just have things like the limit drops yeah, mm-hmm. and they all die. <laughs> mm, <laughs> I mean, they don't drops. die, but you think they did. It certainly hits a few mud people on yeah, its way yeah. down. Oh, no, the mud, actually, I should do the mud people festival. <laughs> what am I talking about? <laughs> I am a festival I'd like to pitch. <laughs> it's a mud people festival and the headliners, the muddy blues. That's the best pun we've come up with. Thanks for listening. Put it in the hour, guys. <laughs>